Hey, this week we're here to talk about Stephen King. Ooh! Spooky. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for adding in the sound effects. I think it's a good October debate. Um, so I'm here with Sarah Morgan. Hello. And Ted Pettingal. Hey. And uh, do you guys, have you read a lot of Stephen King books or watched a lot of Stephen King movies more likely? Before I answer that question, I think you should have introduced us with like spooky names. So. Oh yeah, okay. call me by my Twitter handle. <laughs> okay, so it's Crazy Morgan. Wait, Scary, scary Morgan? <laughs> I just put my own spin on it. Ouch. Oh, I would have gone with Sarah Organs. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. I'm gonna have to change it. Yeah, you gotta change it to Sarah Organs. Can, we, can it be Scary Organs? That scary sounds organs. more gross. Yeah. And Ted, I would be dead, dead petting, dead petting zoo. <laughs> <laughs> you can go. That has pet a good pet dead. cemetery. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just a whole petting zoo of of dead animals and they're not even taxidermy oh, <laughs> they're just like just, laying on the, just on the ground limp all right so what stephen king books have you read ted let's start with you i don't think i've ever read a stephen okay king well moving on <laughs> great guest <laughs> i have read the dark tower series up until book That's Five, maybe? What's the Wolves of Kala? That's where I ended. Why did you stop? Because I stopped enjoying it. Oh, okay. Which seems like as good a reason as any to stop sure. <laughs> reading a book. I thought the first one was okay. Gunslinger? Yep. And the second one was very good. Third one was very good. Fourth one was very good. And then the fifth one just totally lost me. So I read four, four and a half of those. Uh, Doc Tower, Tower series. Uh, I've read Insomnia. Insomnia? Yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. And It. I read It also. So, Sarah, what are your top five Stephen King books that you've read? Um, I had to, like, look at a list of Stephen King books because I'm still... Do you want to... Re- we can re-record this next week. No, I'm just kidding. You know... I'm Isn't sorry, it scary that. how little we know what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that should be the slogan for this entire podcast. It was a dark and stormy night. Three people that were in no way qualified to pass judgment on Stephen King got together. Oh, Misery, I think, is my favorite. Oh, yeah? Misery is so good and also a great movie. Yeah, but the book... The book is, yeah, really, really good. Um, I liked The Stand, even though it took me almost a year to finish reading it. Yeah, The Stand is massively long. I've never read it. I've Um, watched Did you watch the miniseries? There's a reason it was a miniseries, because it was such a long book. Um, The Shining was great. I read Pet Cemetery when I was pretty young, and I was like, then terrified of my pet cat after because I was like, what if she died mm. while she was outside and I didn't know and then she has now come back to life. And then, I I mean, I read, like, the the Dark Tower series. Yeah. And I thought that well, you've was wa- really you've good. you've read that all the way through. Yeah, okay. yeah, I read all of that. Um, one of my yeah. friends gave me Gunslinger and then I kind of read through all of them. Um, I guess those are the... Oh, Tommy Knockers was a good book too, oh, Tommy and it had the movie had the series, good right? scary jingle to it. Yeah, yeah. I gotta rewatch that. And then I like his short stories too, like that. I think it's Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Okay, was good. 
But yeah, I mean, I've read a lot of stuff. Some of it's good, some of it isn't. The Cell I thought was good, but most people didn't like. Mm-hmm. Or Cell, not The Cell, just Cell. About cell phones that scramble people's brains and turn them into zombies. I gotta read that one. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's like this tone that goes out over everybody's cell phones. So anybody who had a phone and listened to it, it like flips some switch in their brain and they start like attacking each other. So it's like kind of like an apocalyptic tale of this one person whose brain hasn't been fried trying to navigate this world where everybody... And it's set in Boston, or initially in Boston, because yeah. he's from New England, which That's is fun. Scary. It would be scarier if it was written in like the 70s, because then he would have been like seeing ahead. Predicting people's brains being fried yeah. by phones, yeah. I think the thing that's most lost from like book to movie with Stephen King is like how incredibly uh dirty and descriptive some of the language in his books are Mm. (laughs) like some of the books you read and you're like holy shit how do you even come up with these like phrases and uh, like these vile things to say from the the you know the monster standpoint or whoever um and then you watch the movie, and it's it's definitely it's watered way down. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm gonna get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like they're having meetings, and they're just like, you cannot use that dialogue. Yeah, we won't be able to get an R rating if right. we say that. Yeah. Um. So that's yeah, that's a big. Oh, here's the book that I had forgotten that I read. Uh, Needful things. Oh, I haven't read that. It was great, and the movie does not do it. Anywhere near justice. I think, so I saw the movie Christine before I read the book. Yeah. And I watched that movie and I was like, this is ridiculous. This is the dumbest premise I have ever seen. And then I read the book and I was like, this is fucking terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like that kind of is like, exemplifies like his writing. Isn't it funny though how like Stephen King's movies like went from these like really sort of cheesy, like not well-made movies in the 80s to like some really good movies later on in the 90s and maybe into the 2000s i thought carrie was a pretty good movie in the 80s though i thought that was really well done the shining was was like (laughs) yeah the shining was great okay maybe but he hates the shining maybe it's just the volume of of, um works by him because there's a lot of them that are like really cheesy like christine was like really pet cemetery was super cheesy Wasn't Even Cujo one? was pretty cheesy and not that scary. Yeah. Um, Sleepwalkers, wasn't that one? Yes. With the, they're like cat people. That was like a made-for-TV one, yeah. I think. And a lot of it was so cheesy. And then, like, I don't know, getting... I guess, like you said, like, uh, The Shining was really good. But why does he hate it? That's because, a like, Because, uh, like, of how much Stanley Kubrick changed about it. Uh, like... I think he's come to accept that it's a good movie, uh, but like in the '90s, he made he made a made-for-TV version of The Shining. Okay, and it's like more. That's faithful. right. I remember watching, that. and it's like more faithful to the book, and it uh, it kind of doesn't hold up. It's got the guy because he's Wings. not Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> you watch it, and you're like, oh, hey, it's the guy from Wings. <laughs> I loved Wings. Yeah, but like but you can't like enjoy the movie. Other than the other side of it is that I guess like the Stanley Kubrick one has Jack Nicholson, which like ugh. is kind of dip- difficult to like remove yourself from to like. Oh, but suspend he's just so good Jack in that Nicholson. movie. You yeah. look at him though, and you go like, "Oh, that's that's Jack Nicholson." That's but it's is it is it 
because it's Jack Nicholson or is it because it's like he's so iconic in that performance that that's like almost your default image of him? I don't know. Well, the first thing I ever saw Jack Nicholson in, I think, was like as the Joker in Batman. I picture the like, here's Johnny scene when I think of Jack Nicholson. I didn't watch The Shining until way after I had seen okay. Batman, so it wasn't like my, it's definitely not my life. My cousin had that poster in his bathroom, which may be why I always, Johnny yeah, yeah, where he's like coming through the bathroom door with the axe, so that's kind of what always like pops into my head when I think of him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I had seen Jack Nicholson in so many other things before I saw him in The Shining that I think it was just, uh, you know, it had removed me from it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, he... I think also part of the reason he doesn't he didn't like it was because like the main characters of Jack and Wendy Torrance are supposed to be like like more attractive people in the book. Like he's like a mm. writer, but he's also like a former quarterback or something. Sure. And like you know, he's the guy from Wings. He's like and then uh when Stanley Kubrick made it, he just basically was just like, just be Stephen King. Like <laughs> <laughs> be a crazy drunk uh psychotic writer and who is the woman that played wendy olive oil <sighs> yeah shelly duvall shelly duvall she drove me crazy in that movie because they made her just like this hysterical like wayfish woman who and in the book she was much more like a lot stronger of a personality in the movie she just was like shrieking and like falling down and like unable to defend herself in a really frustrating way like i love that movie but whenever i watch it i'm like for god's sake woman like come on like don't put your weapon down don't just like run shrieking into the dark like think about it don't go out barefoot into the snow i mean just like dumb shit where you're it's just frustrating and in the book she like had her wits about her a little bit better mm. so you agree that the shining is a terrible movie <laughs> not at all when i'm just done saying by stanley kubrick but the 90s miniseries put together by stephen king was a masterpiece. I have not seen it yet. Uh, so it'd be really great comment. if somebody went through both movies and did like a super edit where like they just edited the it into one movie. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. All right, so the best the best movie that was a Stephen King book. I mean, I think The Shining is the scariest. Okay, Ted. Yeah, The Shining. The Shining is really good. Both versions of it, I think, are really mm. good. Mm. But. uh the Green Mile, that's Stephen King, right? That is Stephen King. I haven't seen that movie. You haven't seen The Green Mile? <laughs> no. Sarah! <laughs> I haven't read the book either. I know. Oh my god. It looked like it was going to make me sad, so I avoided it. I'm not going to lie. Well, we're going to watch that You want to see me cry? No, For the second time I want time you to watch today. The Green Mile. <laughs> For the second time This today. morning Did while you, you were sleeping, or... I was watching a video about puppies being adopted and it made me cry. Oh, so I didn't see it. I was no. sleeping. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but okay, Shawshank Redemption is a Stephen King short story turned into a movie. Maybe his best movie. Maybe better than The Shining. Sure. Yeah, that's, I mean, the scheduler at TBS seems to think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's his best movie. There's no escaping that fact, and... Um, I mean, if you were to escape it, you'd have to, like, dig a hole and <laughs> crawl through, like, a sewage pipe or something. Yeah. Um, okay, here's the thing that I think is the worst thing about Stephen King. Okay. Is that um, from the movies and the books that I've read by him is he has trouble 
ending books and movies. <laughs> I guess books because the movies are all based on books. But it's like he he winds this great tale and then at the end of it it's just like Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid. A comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. This episode of Pick a Side Stupid was recorded live at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy, as we are every Friday night at 7 p.m. And our first debate is between Sarah Morgan and... James Creelman. Okay. Um, Sarah, would you like to go first or second? I'll go first. Okay. Your question is... Uh, I think this is based on the uh, Dark Tower series. Uh, would you rather travel endlessly to fight the darkness or join the darkness and hope to get preferential treatment? That's very easy. I'm going to join the darkness. Um, I'm a very tired person. Um, I can sleep like excessively, probably like 13 or 14 hours a day easily. And traveling endlessly just sounds really tiring. I mean, I commute from Quincy to Boston and that really takes it out of me um, and that's like seven miles so I think endless travels is probably not something I'm really up for I mean darkness could be cool maybe I'll get preferential treatment maybe I'll make some friends um, maybe not but I think it sounds better than just wearing my little feet out traveling around the universe I just want to say that uh, I'm a big uh, Stephen King fan and I appreciate you having me on this debate and uh, it's Halloween time coming up, so it's perfect time. And uh, I love Stephen King so much that whenever my friends come over, I'm always showing the same Stephen King flick because company loves misery. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that said, obviously, obviously, uh, obviously you fight against darkness. We all know darkness is bad. Uh, don't take the easy way out and join darkness. You fight darkness. You might not succeed at first. You might have to make a, a second run around the Dark Tower, but, uh, you know, given all that time, that's fine. Good way to spend time. I still just want to sleep, and also I feel like the darkness would not enjoy the misery pun. Um, I myself am a fan of puns, but I, I want to be in a punless place. It could dark and creepy and punless. <laughs> But still fun. I mean, we still have fun. It's like dark, but it's like fun dark, not like no fun dark. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. You can all join me. Um, we'll start we'll start a group, time. maybe a band. You said you would like to sleep uh, in the darkness, but that's actually not what it's like. Uh, and I can tell you're a good person, and it would weigh on your conscience. So. Uh, that's not something you would want to do. You wouldn't be getting a lot of sleep, and you know that I would be coming for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, no, you don't want to. All right, I got to hand the win here to James Creel, man. Okay, uh, James, you can actually take a seat now because you're going to come back up for the bracket round in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, James Grillman moved through to the bracket, everybody. 
All right, next up, everybody, please welcome Ted Pettingell and Dana J. Bine. Okay, uh, Ted, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second, Sean. Okay, Dana, your question is, uh, which would you rather encounter in an empty hotel? Young twin girls just standing at the end of a hallway or an elevator filled with blood? How young? I mean, I've seen The Shining. I assume we're talking about those. They're too young. I'd rather ride an elevator filled with blood than any other people. Blood's not going to talk to me. Blood's not going to have body odor. You know what to expect with blood. Blood's not going to push too many fucking buttons and get you stuck in the elevator. It's not going to hit the door open button for some shitty people trying to get in. I would much rather encounter an elevator filled with blood. Because at least when I get in that elevator, I'm covered in blood. No one's going to fuck with me. When I get out of that elevator, I'm covered in blood. No one's going to fuck with me. And an empty, ah, the hotel's empty, though. Yeah, I like the elevator filled with blood. I'm sorry, I'm two ciders deep. I'm ovulating right now. It's a... I would like to point out that an elevator full of people is still an elevator full of blood. Uh, <laughs> just unharvested blood. Um, unemancipated blood. That's what I was looking for. Uh, Got to set that blood free. But no, um, yeah, if I'm in an empty, uh, abandoned hotel, I'd much rather run into those two twins because... Uh, they got fucking murdered to shit by their shitty English butler dad. They can't take an English butler. How are they going to take a red-blooded American like me? I'll take two little girls. I'll fill an elevator full of blood. <laughs> With little girl blood. All right, time, time. <laughs> First of all, unemancipated blood doesn't fucking talk. It talks to you. If you emancipate that blood, it doesn't fucking talk to you anymore. I like the emancipate. I like what Lincoln did to the blood. It freed the blood. <laughs> I'm in the Union Army. I like emancipated blood. Also, the guy over there before, I got to point this out. He goes, what's going on over there? Is that an open mic? No, sir. It's much worse. <laughs> it's a comedy debate show slash podcast recording. It is much worse. I'm going to give my time. No, this isn't worse than an open mic. <laughs> I mean, Sean has some control over who gets on stage. <laughs> and in a weird way, some control over what they say. Like, this is totally his fault that I'm saying, get a couple of little girls and free that blood. <laughs> All right, I don't like it, but I got to hand the win to Ted Pettingale. <laughs> Okay, next up, everybody, please welcome Bill McMorrow and Dania Traumer. Dania, would you like to go first or second? Bill, we got you a sweatshirt, though. 
Yeah. It's on top of that box right there. Yeah. Okay, Dania. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your question is from Ken Green. Uh, he asks, it's an extra large bill. <laughs> Ken Green asks, you don't want your child to have any friends. Do you become over-the-top religious or move them to a deserted hotel in the mountains? Um, I'm going to go with over-the-top religious here because um, if I just move them up to, like, a hotel in the mountains, they can run. They have forests there. They can make dwarf friends. I don't want them playing with pixies. None of that. There's a fun topiary garden. No, too much fun for my child. I want my child to be learning about how God hates him, okay? That's what they need to learn, all right? A fear of God in a child is the most important thing you can instill, okay? I want them to be afraid of their period, and I want my child to be a boy, all right? I'm gonna make blood come from his dick is how much he's scared of God. Oh, oh, there you go. You made a lot of good points. I got nothing to add to that. I just, I just want to say, I feel like this is a fat joke that you're playing on me. I think it's too small. I mean, I'm going to wear it anyways, but I fucking, I think that maybe you could... What's my side of the thing? You Am I the shining? Is that what this is? You, I'm taking gonna... my family up to live into a fucking, uh, fucking five-star hotel. Yeah, so it's haunted. Whatever. Most places are haunted. Hey, you ever be at home late at night by yourself and you hear something? And you're like, what the fuck is that? It's a ghost. There's ghosts everywhere. There's ghosts in this building. This used to be the Washington Tap. George Washington killed, uh, what's that fucking guy's name? Oh, anybody know history? Who's the guy that got killed here by that guy? Smitty got killed here. And you can feel him. You can feel him walk through you. Time. Are you telling me you want your child to be friends with Smitty? I thought we don't want our child to have friends, let alone ghost friends. That's the coolest type of friend. Have you had a ghost friend? They'll possess you. They'll, like, make you dance. That's fun. That's a good time. I don't want my child having fun. None of that. I'm my child's best friend, and Jesus is my child's savior. Thank you. I have me uh, for most of that. Uh, I got to be honest. I want to go back to the, the uh, boy with the bleeding pee-pee. Uh, I think that's, I want, I'm trying to keep it technical because I don't want to gross people out. That's eating food. And I don't have to say, I don't want to say wee-wee or I don't want to say dink and get you guys. Ugh. I really think this might be too small, though. Can it, does it come with a gift receipt? Time. All right. A uh, lot of solid points here, uh, but I have to hand the win to Bill McMorrow. Oh, that's bullshit. Oh. No. no. Boo. Wow. Boo. I'm against it. I am against this. I am against it. Unfortunately, there's nothing that can be done about it. <laughs> it just happens, and he's the only one that gets to make the rules. 
I don't know if you heard him at the beginning. He's, he's very specific about that. I apologize. I don't agree with it, but it happens. It happens. All right, Bill McMahon is moving on. You can. Uh, Bill, can you? Thank you, Bill. All right. Well, this is why we need that voting uh, I just, I thing. You all think that I'm wrong. Everybody here thinks that I'm wrong. Everybody in this room. Okay. Do you want to? Do you want to forfeit your spot? <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. Um, all right. Next up, the first uh, debate of round two. Everybody, please welcome Sean Rosa and Zach Jones. Okay, um, Sean, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Zach, your question is from John Paul Rivera. Okay. He asks, which horrifying main-based monster would you rather have to fight? Pennywise the Clown or Governor LePage? <laughs> I would rather fight Pennywise the Clown because Pennywise the Clown is not backed by millions of dollars in dark money to keep him powerful for as long as possible to pursue evil goals. He's just a regular evil clown with no backing. He's a hardworking, do-it-himself type of mainer who is, rolls his sleeves up and goes out and horrifies children. Unlike this entrenched politician LePage, doesn't understand the common needs of people who want to scare children. He just, he's just going based on what the Koch brothers tell him. So vote Pennywise. Listen, both of these fights, Pennywise and Governor LePage, they're both symbols, manifestations of childhood fears. And apparently, Zach Jones' childhood and current fear is not crony capitalism. This guy right here, he, he doesn't want to fight the system. He wants to fight the working class sewer-based clowns because he's a, he's a fan of punching down, is what he likes. This man right here, this, this stooge. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. He's so mad. He's so angry. Look at him. He can't handle it because he knows I'm right. You can try to fight LePage all you want, but you can't do it alone the way that you can fight Pennywise. I can kick Pennywise's ass. Fuck that guy. Fuck that clown-ass clown. He's a, he's a clown fraud and not in the way that LePage is a clown fraud. Because, because we can all individually beat up Pennywise, uh, but we would need to fight together to beat LePage. And have you ever tried to organize Mainers to do anything? It's a, it's a difficult thing Time. to do. Guys, I've been to Maine once or twice. No, they're, they're pretty organized, just in the wrong way. But we can change them. If we, if we kill the heart of the demon, 
everybody's gonna see that the, the ah, we can do it, guys. Everybody floats up here in Maine. Time. Uh, I think I have to win the hand. The win here. Win the hand. Oh God, I'm losing it. <laughs> to Zach Jones. I was mostly impressed with his ability to continue using words through the entire debate. The big determining factor there. All right, next up, uh, everybody please welcome Molly Brisebois and James Creelman. Okay, um, Molly, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Uh. <laughs> All right, James, your question is from Chloe Cunha. She asks, uh, reportedly both Stephen King and David Bowie were so coked out during the making of some of their iconic works, they don't even remember making them. Who would you rather hang out with in this state, Stephen King or David Bowie? I would rather party with David Bowie. Obviously, there's more wild shit going on instead of just some uh, redneck uh, hacking away at a typewriter. I would be, uh, we would be out, we would uh, be on the dance floor, we would be uh, doing rails in the bathroom, we would come out and uh, we would just dance all night long and uh, we would be in good shape because we're partying so hard that we lose a lot of weight, and uh, it'd be a, a real lot of fun. Um, knowing that David Bowie eventually dies from cocaine, I'd feel really guilty hanging out with him in his heyday. Um, I'd feel much better hanging out with Stephen King, who's like an intellectual, an interesting person, going to the depths, knowing that one day he'd recover so I could enjoy it. I would feel way too much guilt hanging out with someone who's like dying in front of me. In a, in especially in a joyous occasion, to be like, everyone's like up and you know this person's dying, I couldn't deal with that. Right, right, nobody else could. Uh, all right, so if you do something and die 30 years later, it might not be related, because like. <laughs> I, I ate, like, some pizza, but w if I die in 30 years, uh, it wouldn't be fair to blame that pizza. <laughs> uh, and also, you, you're acting like Stephen King would want you to be there. He'd just be like, excuse me, stop bothering me. I'm, trying, I'm working on my next uh, masterpiece here. Could you, uh, how did you get into my uh, mansion Time. Here? All right, all right, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do think it was David Bowie's rock and roll lifestyle that did kill him. Um, I don't, why would David Bowie want to hang out with you? Is the, the, right? I think, I think you're giving yourself a lot of credit <laughs> for how hip you are. Um, and I think that's sad. <laughs> okay. Um. Shots fired. Uh, you guys driving back together? Nice. Cool. Uh, I'm going to hand the win here to James Grillman. 
Okay, next up, everybody, please welcome James Crailman and Bill McMorrow. All right, uh, James, do you want to go first or second? Second, okay, Bill, your Dieting. question is from Zach Jones. I don't like that. I don't like that. He says Zach Jones, then you guys say Zach Jones, and he points at the sky like a cult. What are you? All right. Yeah, let's try. I again. had to say something. All right. This question is from Zach Jones, and then, and then you say it, and then he points at the sky like he's Big Poppy. What the <laughs> fuck? Time. All right. I think I I think I said everything I had to say there. <laughs> All right. Your question is. Uh, What's the better pet, a rabid dog or a zombie cat? Rabid dog, hands down. Uh, because, uh, see, the, the bad thing about uh, a rabid dog, no, wait. The good thing about a rabid dog is he will eat you before you die. You know, but uh, what's the, what's kind of cat is it? It's a bad cat? It's a, it's it's a zombie, bad cat. Zombie cat. Zombie cat, well, uh, he won't wait. You know, like you could not even be dead. You could just be really tired and on the couch, and maybe you just want to catch some wings. And a zombie cat, fucking boom, he'll start eating you. But what's the other one? What's the one that I own? It's a rabid dog. Rabid dog. Oh wait, what was I arguing? <laughs> Cujo. What's the the zombie cat? That's uh, cat's eye. Pet cemetery. Oh, they're remaking that. Hey, you know, hey, if you guys had a kid, right? And and they it, listen. This is going to get bad, so bear with me. Uh, if your kid got hit by a truck in front of your new house, would you bury it in the woods if you could have him back? Time. <laughs> all right, are you guys all sit over there? Can I start now? I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm not really sure uh, what you're arguing, but of course uh, the rabbit dog is way worse. We're arguing Stephen King. If you've had seen the movies, you'd know the, the dog killed uh, people and, and was very dangerous. And uh, the cat, uh, zero uh, casualties uh, resulted from the cat. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, to get rid of that cat, you would have just had to uh, open the, the screen door. And then... Uh, <laughs> See you later. That's not how haunting works. You can't. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. Has anybody seen Pet Cemetery? If you had a kid, all right, listen. If you had a kid and that kid got hit by a truck because of your stupid grandfather that lived next door, it's not your grandfather, but everybody's like, hey, you know, he's like the neighborhood grandfather. It's all right. Let him call your kid over. Let him call your kid over. And he calls your kid over. And then your stupid kid gets hit by a fucking. Time. Shirt is way too tight. Oh, Bill, you really choked on this one. Holy smokes. Uh, uh, yeah, so obviously you don't want, uh, the dog is way worse. Uh, you're arguing about the kid. We're not, the kid isn't a factor in this. It's dog versus cat. The cat is much easier to deal with, and that's what I'm, I'm sticking with. All right, I'm going to hand the win here to James Creel, man. I'm sorry. All right, we are in the finals. Uh, it will be James Crailman. Bill, you, you lost, though. I thrust my fist against the wall, <laughs> and still I escaped. <laughs> All right, uh, it will be James Crailman, 
versus Zach Jones. Okay, uh, Zach, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, James, you're up first. Uh, your question is, who would you rather release from prison? An arsonist into a society suffering from an apocalyptic superflu, or a man that had spent 40 years in prison but into modern-day society right now? Ooh, I'm going to pick the 40-year man because uh, in our statistics in a post-apocalyptic uh, setting, uh, who gives a shit? Like, what What damage could possibly be done? The, the man who was in prison for a long time, and he gets out, he's going to be very happy. He might have some, uh, some uh, children who are now uh, elderly and, and as well, and he can go visit them, and that would be uh, quite a sweet little thing. He could go down to uh, maybe the... Subway uh, sandwich restaurant, get himself uh, a, a nice meal. They have very affordable uh, combo meals there. For $5, you can get a six-inch sub, a soda, chips, and some locations add in a free cookie. That other guy, who gives a shit? Yeah, do whatever you want. Go light a fire. Uh, yeah, that's going to do a lot. So, uh, yes. James, uh I don't know if you saw the Shawshank Redemption, uh, but Brooks didn't very much like being released from prison. <laughs> didn't didn't turn out great for him. Reddy was okay, but that's mostly because he had a friend who wandered some money and got to Mexico. But that's not the case for most people who are in prison for decades and then get released. Uh, so I'm going to release uh, the other guy who is the arsonist because he seems like he's going to have some fun out there. Um, he's going to go out. It's apocalyptic world. He can burn all the shit he wants. He's going to have a good time. He's not going to end up in some uh, rickety old boarding house carving his initials up into the ceiling boards uh, the way that Brooks was. Hey, he wants to kill himself. He's a free man. He, sh he should be allowed to do that. And how dare you try to take that right away from him? How dare you try to control him? His body, his choice. That's all there is to it. Thank you, guys. You're trying to take the mic away from me, just like you're trying to take away this arsonist's plan to burn shit, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, and also, if uh, Brooks wants to kill him, he can just do it in the cell. I mean, that's just easier. You don't have to figure out where he's going to go. It's simpler to just let him do it there. And then uh, burning shit's cool. All right. <laughs> All right. I have to hand the win here to James Creelman. <laughs> nice job, James. Thank you. Nice job, Zach. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for being here this week and helping us do our debate about Stephen King. Uh, we'll be back next Friday with more debates. Uh, you can check out the podcast online. It's called Pick a Side, Stupid. In case you're wondering, it's written out right there. Uh, there's T-shirts that you can buy if you would like. Um, that's it. Yeah. Thank you all for being here. Good night. <laughs>
If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the show. We'll be back next week with more debate. In the meantime, if you want to find me, I'll be hosting Open Mic Comedy at Sally O'Brien's 7 p.m. on Monday night. I'll be hosting a Stand-Up Comedy Showcase at the Boar House, 8 p.m. on Wednesday nights, every Wednesday, down in the basement. And I'll be at Maggie's Lounge, 7 p.m., hosting this debate show every Friday night. And if you're just nowhere near me, if you're not around Boston, you want to listen anyways, you can check out my new album. It just came out. You can find it on any digital store. It's called 100 Problems. So look up Sean Carter, 100 Problems. Uh, we hit the Billboard chart at number seven. So we're looking to, to get up to number one. So just keep buying it up. Buy multiple copies, please.